Good morning, sports fans. This is Premium Sports Talk Podcast. This is I'm Josh Garrison. Alongside me today, Jacob Moore. This is Josh and Jacob in the morning. What we up? Give you, we, yes, that's right. We give you sports <laughs> unscripted, clearly, and we just talk about what we want to. Jacob, it's a great day. It's Tuesday morning. This is fun. I'm excited about this. How are things on your side of the world? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. So uh, allergy season has been kicking my tail. So last night I had to take uh, some NyQuil to get to sleep. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think your boy drank a little bit too much because we're a little, <laughs> still a little drowsy, still a little foggy this morning. But you know what? It's a good day to be alive. And uh, I'm not complaining. So more NyQuil tonight. That's all I know. More NyQuil. Can we just say that NyQuil is one of the best things that's ever been created? I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it's just a legal way to get high. And I mean, if <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it, I'm not going to. All right. And if anyone's listening who's a student of mine, that's a, that's a lie. I don't actually like that. So uh, I work at a church and I've never done a drug in my that's life. All right. <laughs> so Jacob has been itching to talk oh, about oh, oh, oh. Tom Izzo, Michigan State. It's been. It's not. It's not even old news yet. It's been blowing up for good night. I mean, ever since it's happened, a lot of people saying how Tom Izzo responded to one of his athletes, one of his players. What was his name? Aaron Henry. Yep. Okay, so Jacob, you've been itching to talk about this. Just, I, just, I'm giving you the floor, man. Just, All just right. go ahead. Go so, ahead. So, if I'm curious to what you have to say because right, I, right, I have right. a strong opinion about this too. Oh yeah. So if if anyone watches Scott Van Pelt, which SVP, he's one of my favorite broadcasters that's out there. Had a great uh, segment about this. Oh, yeah. And so he does his one big thing every night, and his one big thing was on this. And basically, in in his Scott Van Pelt way, he said it very nicely, very eloquently, was just like, hey, you know, this is normal. We need to stop being concerned about other people and this and that and the next thing. And he he spoke it so, so well. Well, I'm here this morning to be Scott Van Pelt's anger translator. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take what Scott Van Pelt said, and I'm going to say what he was actually thinking. You ready? Here we go. Y'all buckle oh, up. Boy. Here it comes. Oh, oh no. Worry about yourself. <laughs> Ain't nobody care what Tom Izzo does to one of his kids. Nobody cares. If Tom Izzo wants to point a finger in his kid's face, he can point a finger in the kid's face. He's a D1 athlete. He should be able to point. I got the dog all crazy right now. It's, I mean, this is wild right now. Look, look, I'm going to have to calm down. I feel my blood pressure rising. Tom oh, Izzo, listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Tom Izzo did nothing wrong. Tom Izzo is a passionate coach is a passionate, passionate coach who tried to get a hold of one of his players and tried to tell him to rise to the challenge. This comes straight from Tom Izzo. Here are some quotes that came that night. What's wrong with challenging a kid that made some mistakes? If you didn't hold kids accountable, it'd be inmates running the asylum. Aaron Henry, trust me, did some things that you can't do as a starter on a top five team at the end of your freshman year, and they were effort related. So he's going to get challenged. Once again, still nothing wrong right here. And Aaron Henry, after the game, this is exactly what he said. He says, he thinks I can rise to the challenge because I've been doing it all year. When my plate gets bigger, I've got more food to eat, so I've just got to eat it. Now you tell me, does that quote sound like a kid who was butthurt, sound like a kid who 
got screamed at, who got pummeled to the ground. Again, we're not talking about that Tom Izzo threw him off the top rope and hit him with the heartbreak elbow like he's dang He didn't go Bobby Knight on him. No, he didn't. He literally pointed a finger at him. He never touched the kid. He never choked the kid out. He didn't punch the kid. He didn't do any of that. He just wanted the kid to rise to the challenge. I'm telling you, I've, I've been pent up rage ever since this happened. Because everyone is so dang concerned with what Tom Izzo and what the Michigan State Spartans are doing to their program. And the fact of the matter is, if you're out there listening and you have a problem with what Tom Izzo did to Aaron Henry, you're just butthurt that you suck too bad to get on a Division I basketball court and you need to get a hold of your life, go back to flipping your burgers for eight twenty-five an hour, and shoot me wow. an email with all your anger because I am here for it, sir. <laughs> It's, okay, so here's what's ridiculous. It's not like Tom Izzo is some rookie or new coach. The man's been at Michigan for, what, 20-something years? Uh, it's been five ever, dude. So, here, okay, when I think of the best coaches in college basketball, I think Roy Williams, I think Mike Krzyzewski. Naturally. I, I, I think Tom Izzo has to be in that category, oh, right? Absolutely. What he's been able to do in that program, and, and it's not like he walked into a, you know, to somewhere. Oh, you know, he can do no wrong. Michigan State's a storied program. All right, we've got guys that come out of there who, who are big time, and he's got guys like Cassius <laughs> Winston who are there now, who are going to be big time at the next level. So this is not an easy job. Yet Tom Izzo is up there, just like you said, with the greats, Roy Williams, Mike Shashevsky. I mean, like. He, he is a guy who obviously knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, here's my thing. The man's been there. It's just funny. He's been there for so long. And now it's just such a soft world, which, by the way, I'm shocked that uh, ESPN or Scott Van Pelt, I'm surprised ESPN let him say that. I know. I mean, I'm just the, the more, you know, ESPN's kind of gone the route of, uh, yeah, I'm not speaking politics here, but, you know, they lean a certain way. And it's, uh, it's it's not right. We'll say that. Well, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> that's just fact. And if that, that if that hurts your feelings, then 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 you get yeah, anyway, we're not going to go there. But that's just fact. So uh, uh, oh, these kids these days, I mean, really, I feel like, like I'm old in my generation. You walk in the snow I'm barefoot. Sure, get off my lawn, you young whippersnapper. Like, that's literally <laughs> how I feel. But it's like. Can we not let a coach do his job? And in the post-game interview, he said, if I were the owner of the newspaper company and you didn't do your job, I'd talk to you about it. Like, he's telling the reporter, if you didn't do your job, you get talked to about it too. So I don't understand what the big deal is, me talking to one of my players, especially when it's effort-related, when it's just that he's being lazy on the court. And he's, like he said, he's at the end of his freshman year. deserving. Yeah, big-time game. He should know better. So, again, like – I. I could talk about this for literally the next two hours, but at that point we might drop down to five total listeners with me being three of them. So we we can move on. If people want to see offensive, let them spend time with Ronald Moore. Oh, my. Okay? And and if you don't know who Ronald Moore is, Jacob Moore's father. God bless him. First off. You know, God bless America. God bless Ronald Moore. But life of the hard knocks. I grew up the same way. It was – I tell you what to do, you do it. There's no question. Dang right. So it, it's just funny. It, I'm only 27. You're 25. I feel so old uh, saying that, but we're. It's just. It's a different breed. It is different breed. It's a, it's a reaction generation. Even though it has nothing, like Scott Van Pelt said, mind your business. In essence, 
of things that – what did you say earlier? Well, no, don't get the dog route up again. Oh, we don't, yeah. We don't need See, that. Yeah, we don't need it because if I say it, we don't I'm – yeah, yeah. Okay, well, here's what's burning me, okay? And a few nights ago, what was it? Uh, Thursday night, I believe, the Rockets – who'd they – Golly, I forgot who they even played. He dropped know. 61 points. I mean, it's probably the Spencer Dinwiddies or somebody. I don't even know. <laughs> They're playing the Michigan Flint Tropics. There we go. Okay? And he drops 61. And I'm, t- I'm tired of it. I'm tired of ooing and aahing over James Harden. So, there was a comment on Instagram because, yes, that's obviously where you get the best news source is comments in the Instagram section. That's a, that's a fact. It, it makes you laugh. Some of them are terrible, but some make you really laugh. But it said – it's really not it's a it's it's annoying with the style of ball they play. And I couldn't agree more. The man put up thirty-four shots that night, I believe. It it's the one on one ISO ball. Let me get to the foul line nineteen times. It's just it's Rockets fans, here's my frustration with the Rockets and James Harden, is they have just accepted the fact it blows my mind they're okay with he's just an he's just a regular season trophy winner. That's all he is. They're going to win some trophies. He's going to win back-to-back MVP. He's going to go in the playoffs and get bounced either in the Western Conference Finals or or earlier. And then, but we're still going to praise him. It's the same thing with Russell Westbrook, Mister Triple Double. But then come playoff time, last two years, bounced in the first round. They may make it to the second round. Then the same thing's going to happen. You know what the Golden State Warriors are worried about? They're worried about winning the trophies that happen in June. That's what they're worried about. Dang right. So I, I don't know what, what what do you think of this? I it ticks me off. Everyone is just all over James Harden, which we we've seen this story before. We know what's going to happen. Right. The what he can't carry that style of play into the playoffs because the refs call it differently. And yet, it, here's the mind blowing thing: he acts like it's he acts like he doesn't know that every year in the playoffs. He's like, what? Someone blew on me, and not, you didn't call the foul. Oh my gosh! It's NBA playoff basketball. It's, All right, I, it, <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. Maybe you can shed some light on this. I'm frustrated. I'm tired of hearing about James Harden and Russell Westbrook when Russell Westbrook has built neighborhoods with all the bricks he's thrown up. Oh my! And. Colin Cowherd, I don't always agree with him, but he made a great point. You talked about ESPN. I got to talk about FS1. Of course. See, we we cater to both sides, America. We cater to both. That's right. Okay. So Colin Cowherd said back when um, Paul George was in the MVP running, it was only for a short period of time, Russell Westbrook was shooting less. Paul George was shooting more. Now that has changed. What Russell Westbrook is back shooting more. Paul George has kind of taken the back seat again. And when Russell Westbrook shoots more, more neighborhoods get put up. So he's he's giving families homes. So that's important. That's nice. Say, I mean, that, that's but, just good charity right there. It's great. Oh, it's great charity. But they're still going to lose in the first or second round. And the Rockets, they'll make it. I've given them. It's going to be another matchup, Golden State and the Rockets. But it's going to end the same way last year. And it's not going to be the Warriors are down 3-2 to two again. The Warriors are their own worst enemy. They're their own worst enemy. So if they they know the standard, some games they just look lazy. But I'm done. That's my rant on James Harden. If you have any f- feedback on that, I will gladly listen to it. But I, I think it's an overrated stat, all these 50-point games. No, he's had. I, I, totally yeah, I said it, Houston fans. I said it. I was going to say, Houston, you just need to get off the man's jock and realize <laughs> that you're going to win as many championships as I have in my entire life, which is zero. <laughs> so 
Houston, we have a problem, and it's you. Oh, Ooh. boom, roasted. Oh. But, okay, I'm glad we're on the same page because it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And, oh, mm. anyway, we're not going to even get started on that. So, anyway, if you're Rockets fans out there, I'm sorry. You're going to get bounced in the Western Conference, if not sooner. And your boy James Harden ain't putting up 50 to 61 points. You know, he may in the playoffs. But the problem is he's putting up these points and almost losing. So, <laughs> that, that, that's, the, you, <laughs> that's the problem. <sighs> okay, in other news, what we've heard over um, the weekend, and I know we should have reported on it. Reported on it yesterday, but it's, so, it's Tuesday morning. It's Who cares? Still sobering. I had tears yeah, in my eyes. From, from that night, Quill. But it's... <laughs> Rob... I almost, almost called him... I almost called him a different name. Rob Gronkowski... There we go. ...is retiring from the NFL. I can't say it's a complete shock. R.I.P. Some people are asking... Oh, Rocky. Some people are asking... Is he the greatest tight end to ever play? So here's my here's my statement on this, and you chime in because I'm curious to see what you think. It, I think what we can compare Rob Gronkowski to is the same thing we compare Shaq to. Is when Shaq was healthy, and not, not that he had you know a ton of health issues. I'm just saying in his prime with those Laker years. He was the most dominant center in basketball, not only center but dominant player oh, yeah. in basketball for that for that span of three to five years. So that's I think we have to look at in Rob Gronkowski. He may not be the greatest tight end that has ever played, but I would say he's the most dominant tight end that has ever played the game of football. What are your thoughts? No, I totally agree. So here's my thing. You know, in in today's world of football. Uh, for some reason, we have not figured out how to cover a tight end with someone other than a linebacker. Um, I don't quite understand why we haven't figured that out, but it's just a reality of the situation, and, and that's from high school all the way up to the NFL. Um, the issue that you run into is when you have a physical specimen like Rob Gronkowski, who is like seven foot seven you know, 400 pounds. and He's the taco guy from UCF. I mean, he really is. It's just like, he's I didn't mean that to be offensive. I just didn't remember Taco's first name. Oh, yeah. So for all you. Yeah, yeah, it is okay. what it is. If, you're, if, if, if people are going to get upset over calling him that taco guy, whatever. But, you know, it, taco foul for the po- political correct out there. But anyways, okay. I digress. Rob Gronkowski, it, you could put whoever you wanted on Rob Gronkowski and he was going to catch that football and he was going to drag you 10 yards after he caught that football. The And, and I think the uh, comparing him to Shaq is one of the better comparisons that I've heard because if you watch Shaq, it, you don't look at Shaquille O'Neal and say, man, that's the best basketball player I think I've ever seen. You know, because it's like he didn't get the name the Big Diesel for nothing. You know, it took a little while to get him going, but once he got going, you can't stop him. No. And you no. watch, I, I was just scrolling through Twitter because once again, you know, what's a better news source <laughs> than Instagram than Twitter? But uh, of course. I saw a, a highlight reel of Shaq, and it was just like he was throwing grown men, like, and not just grown men, but NBA players around like they were rag dolls. And Rob Gronkowski literally did that with NFL linebackers, who were some of the baddest men on the face of the planet. So, uh, do I do I think that he's, 
you know, from top to bottom, the best tight end ever. That I don't know. But I know for a fact, as sure as I'm sitting here this morning, that Rob Gronkowski is the most dominant at his position as I've seen just about any player in my entire life. Well, there's a video that you said that I saw on Instagram. He comes off the line and chips Terrell Suggs and knocks him on his butt. I mean, that's just stupid. That's- uh, Terrell Suggs. Now, give it, you watch it, Terrell Suggs wasn't looking, but then Terrell Suggs, the clip, he says to his teammate, who was that? They said, 87. He's like, all right. And then he chips him back the next, he chips him back the next play, but it doesn't knock down Gronkowski. So Terrell Suggs, if Terrell Suggs had a vendetta out against me, I'd I'd fly across the country. That's a scary man. I, I, I mean... That's a terrifying man. So for Gronkowski to come off and just to chip him and lay him out, that's a big deal. So I think he'll go down as the most dominant tight end we've ever seen. Just unfortunately with, you know, the numbers and, uh, you know, he's Tony G, you know, thank you, Tony, for everything he did for Atlanta. I think he's still on top um, as an overall career. But as far as most dominant, I got to give it to Rob Gronkowski. So Gronk, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss the Gronk spikes. I'm gonna miss Enjoy retirement. I'll tell you, I'm gonna miss the sixty nine jokes. That's all I know. Is it you? Well, there's that. There's that, kiddos, That's for all you <laughs> students of Jacob Moore. Um <laughs> wow. Oh man. Okay, so okay, let's let's end it with this. NCAA tournaments going on as we speak. The Duke Blue Devils had a very I'd figured it was gonna be that game against UCF is going to be a problem because it doesn't matter. I mean, seven foot six, taco down. I'm sorry. That's just a, I think of Taco Bell when I, when I think of a guy in a taco suit <laughs> when I say that name. So I'm not being disrespectful. It's actually incredible. If my last name was Cheeseburger, I would not be mad. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, you can't be mad at that. Yeah. If someone, if your name was Jacob Pizza, <laughs> I mean, imagine all my kids calling me, hey, Mr. Pizza. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> It's not like a freaking restaurant. Sorry, sorry, I'm going down a rabbit trail. But I knew that game was going to be comp- was going to be a, a tough one for them because Zion couldn't. I don't think anyone could have their way in the paint with a going against a seven foot six dude. That's just difficult. So, but we all saw Zion comes in with a clutch bucket, misses the free throw. But well, it was Barrett, correct, that put it back in? I believe so. But, I mean, here's it, it just reinforces my statement that Zion Williamson cannot hit a shot outside of six feet, including free throws. So, But you may continue. <laughs> so, I agree. He struggles with that. But, well, let me well, let's finish recapping the game. We know what happens. UCF kind of, oh, my gosh, they were, that, that was just so unlucky. Just, they had the... They had the roll in. They had it, and it just rolled right out the tip end. Just you know, we talk Ball about game. we talk about the basketball gods, but we never talk about the basketball demons who were obviously in control of that game to make sure that Duke won. Because there's there is no way that some oh, no. sort of basketball god would allow uh, the Duke Blue Devils to win a game. <laughs> the, uh, listen, so. Well, to everyone listening, Jacob Moore is a huge North Carolina fan. Thanks. They won. They won very easily against Washington. Mm. Now, they now are they pull, so? It's it is Tuesday, so they're not playing today, are they? Uh to be honest with you, that Nyquil kicking <laughs> in hard, so I don't have the slightest clue. 
<laughs> that the NyQuil Let's, from the night before is kicking We have the technology, North Carolina basketball. Uh, we do have the technology. And this they actually is, play this coming Friday at 729 in the Sweet 16 against Auburn. Ooh, they, that'll be a good. Now, Auburn shot the lights out from the three ball. I don't see that happening again. So, okay, but it, regardless. So, we see, I, I will give you this, that Duke is the Zion. Duke's just not that good without Zion. No. I'll give you that. I mean, what, he put up 32 against UCF? Or what was it, 30-something? Yeah, it was some ridiculous number for a college. So, so I will give you that. But on the flip side, when he's on the court, you got to give it. I mean, we've never seen anything. If LeBron played, we interviewed, for all listeners, we interviewed Mike Yam a few days ago. He made this uh, quote. He works at the Pac-12 Network. First off, it's just really cool to say that. Yeah, we're friends with Mike Yam from the Pac-12. It is what it is. With it. No big deal. <laughs> By the way, we uh, Josh Harris interviewed. Uh, he dropped he dropped on Monday yesterday. So y'all can go listen to that too. It was long snapper for the Atlanta Falcons. Top that. We big, we, we big timing out here. We got Kevin Durant coming on tomorrow. No, that's, that's not true. That is that's a lie. True. Do not pay attention <laughs> we, to that. We, we're, we're not there yet. But anyway, he said, he made a great quote. He said, if LeBron James would have played college ball, he probably would have looked like what Zion looks like right now. And so here's the 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 crazy thing with Zion is potential is like the free throw shooting and shooting in general he can work on that oh yeah but he's so dominant in the paint I don't know who do you think is it gonna be are the Knicks getting him are the are the Suns gonna get him some people say the Lakers like come on stop dreaming yeah if that happens I'm I'm done I mean so my thing is you know. Um, Everyone says that the Suns need a point guard, uh, and, and they're and so they're saying that the Suns need to pass over Zion in order to get him. But my thing is, more than they need a point guard, Phoenix needs to be put on the map. And right now, Zion is a once in a generation player. Again, I'm a North Carolina fan, but I respect talent when I see it. Uh, if you pass on Zion Williamson, you will not see another player like him in the next 10 years. Uh, you just won't. Um, no. The, the physical, again, to use that that term, physical specimen that he is, I, I mean, how many 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds do you know that look like that, that can jump that high, that can throw their body around that much? It, it does not happen. So if Phoenix passes on Zion Williamson and they go for a point guard – I'm just here to tell you whoever's in that front office is getting canned. That I mean, it it almost has to go that way. You have to bring a big name to your market when you're the Phoenix Suns right now. I, I'll tell you this. Whoever the team who gets the number one pick, if they do not take Zion Williamson, you, you need to fire the whole organization fire from the top down. All the way. That, that would be the worst. It's like when the Hawks took Marvin Williams – I believe, I could be incorrect. I believe we took him when we could have had Chris Paul. I believe. Um, Let me double check yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, let's double check on that. I know we passed over somebody ridiculously good for Marvin Williams, who was who was a six-man. He didn't start. I believe he played for North Carolina. Am I making that up? Uh, let's see here. Marvin Williams. Yep, he was a North Carolina guy. Funny enough, in that draft, the number one overall pick was Andrew Bogut, 
Uh, yep. And two picks later to New Orleans, we did have a 6-1 point guard Chris from Wake Forest Paul. named Chris Paul. But we took Marvin Williams. Sorry, Marvin. If you if you ever hear this one day, nothing but respect, but we could have had Chris Paul. Love you, buddy, but come on. So, if, if for one, <laughs> who who had the, uh, well, that was the Cavaliers who got, who who took Andrew Bogut? Was that the Cavs? No, that was, was actually, the Cavs? that was the Bucks. That was the, <laughs> God, oh, no, sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting Andrew Bogut and Greg Odom mixed up. Oh, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. God bless. Sorry, Greg. Health injuries. Uh, Andrew Bogut. Yeah, yeah. Either way, my point is not to talk about that draft class. Is to tell you that we passed over Chris Paul for Marvin Williams. So if I am, once again, if Zion does not go one number one overall, it would be the worst decision since Boston trading Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. So the curse of Mount Zion would take the place Ooh, of the curse of the band. I like that. I, the curse of Mount Zion. It, 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 I'm saying it now. I'm proclaiming it. I'm I'm going. Um, uh, what's that rapper dude who who does curses on athletes? Oh, that's uh, Lil B. Lil B. The base the base god. god. The base god. I'm going to claim a, a base god prophecy here. Shout out Lil B. If you pass the, if the yeah, shout out uh, share a podcast premium sports talk. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> if you uh, if the team passes over Zion, you're they're cursed for hmm, however long Zion plays. It quadruple it Uh-oh. many years. That's how long they're cur- they will not win a championship for that long. You can write it in stone. I'm prophesying it in the name of the Lord. Okay. So you heard it here first. Well, Jacob, it's Tuesday morning. We got people driving and listening. Thank y'all for tuning in to Josh and Jacob in the morning. This segment's going to come at you. Jacob doesn't even know this. I'm just spouting off three times a week. Oh my. So, oh yeah. Three times a week, uh, and if you like it, we may do it a little bit more. Say, but we got some exciting sports coming up, and guess what? As you could tell, everything we said, none of it was scripted. Not at all. We just come on here, we talk sports. We're not, yeah, we're we don't memorize our scripts. Obviously, I don't even know we what just I come said on the past and say what we want to say. I just said random words and yeah. hope that they kind of came together. <laughs> and by the way, shout out to Lily, the dog in the background that you heard about twenty minutes ago. Shout out to that dog. She so, might be dead, but that's okay. Peter, we're just kidding. The dog is alive and very well taken care of. Facts. Facts. All right. Well, this is Josh and Jacob in the morning. Premium sports talk. Jacob, send us off with, with something, with a, uh, with a woo or a Ric Flair. I don't know. Whatever it is you do. All right, Dan. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and if uh, if you if you appreciated it while you're driving, do something dangerous. Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>